Yes, it's turned on. The problem was uh, that it, I did not turn it on. Ah, uh, I see. That yeah, makes sense. I guess I guess you might describe me as an Apple genius. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I go to you first when I need Apple advice. Yes, and I say, "Oh, is it? Did you turn it on?" And then if you say yes, then I got I'm out of ideas. Yeah, exactly. I, I think my don't favorite know. thing about the tech support that we provide each other when mm. we're editing these episodes is that you take you use your phone to take a picture of your screen. Yeah. When you need to send me something, as opposed to, you know, doing a screen grab and just using the messages app on your computer. It's a picture of a picture. I don't have the messages app. (laughs) Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And Paula, what's our topic for this week? Okay, it is a very relevant one. Mm -hmm. We are talking beaches. Boop, boop, do, 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 do. Uh, I say topical, uh, meaning it's summer. And I'm you know, saying, not not like presidential debate topical. Sure, and I'm saying topical because we both had to put a lot of aloe on our bodies because we both got very sunburned at oh the beach God. recently. Josh and I went to the beach for the Fourth of July, and I thought we were doing pretty good. Like I was like, yeah, sunscreen wise, like we're fine. Sure. Uh, and then I saw a picture of myself from a barbecue that night. And close your eyes, Mm -hmm. open your eyes, picture the most red lobster you've ever seen. Yeah, a little bit of context here. Paula and I are what scientists would call very white, and we both burn pretty easily. Before I went to the beach, Paula organized an entire beach day for our friend group, and it was really wonderful. It was a nice group of people, good mix. And I texted Paula when I was Along, on my organized way. Organized alongside Kristen. Yes, yes. Our good friend. I texted Paula on my way there and was like, hey, do y'all have sunscreen? If not, I'm going to pick some up. And Paula texted me, I don't wear sunscreen, and then the devil smiley face emoji. And I think, did you double down on that bit? Is that what happened? No, 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 no. I uh, I thought that was kind of a funny bit. And then um, I did wear sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And it did reapply three times. Yes. But I think Karma took a look at that text and was like, look at this shit. I'm the devil face now. I am the devil face now. I will say, I also got pretty burnt. Not as bad as Paula got burnt. Um, I got pretty burnt. It was because I did a bad job of reapplying. But I also got burnt in a really weird pattern on my back. Oh, no. And I don't want to point fingers, but... One of us in this room can reach my back and did the sunscreen on my back. Okay, well, my cat is sitting right here and she's listening and she's offended. (laughs) (laughs) Implying that I brought the cat to the beach. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, she's got little paws. She can only get so much surface area. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's kneading your back. Yeah, exactly. It was a nice... Covered in sunscreen. And scratches. (laughs) So I got the sunscreen on the inside rather than the outside. (laughs) Paula, when you're at the beach, do you get in the water? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I uh, I get in the water uh, and I whine about it the entire time. So I get mm-hmm. in and I start screaming about how cold it is. And everyone says, you don't have to be in the water. And then I say, I'm not going to be up on the sand alone. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, I really, I really go in the water, but I make a whole scene. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. How about you? Similar. Yeah. Similar. I'm definitely a waiter, not a diver, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I have to mentally prepare myself and it's like a it's like a fifteen minute pep talk with myself being like, You can get one more half inch into the water. You can go even <laughs> further, you piece of shit. You're allowed to you can do this. You're a you're garbage. You've done oh. this so many times in the past. You're wonderful. I love you. Mwah. I kiss you. You're garbage. You're really hot and you're cold with yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the it's the longest term and most tumultuous relationship I've ever <laughs> been in. Uh, but I definitely I'm not the type of person who can just be like, oh, I'm going in the water. Let me dive in. No, because I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to any listeners who are like this. Truly only maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> truly only maniacs 
just dive in head first. Like it's no big deal. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I guess if you'd been swimming your entire life, like you were a swimmer, like our friend, Mr. Michael Phelps, like you're our used to it. Our friend. Yes. Oh, he wasn't at the beach, was he? No, he wasn't. You know, he's really flaky sometimes. I'm going to text him. So I grew up, the house I grew up in has a pool in the backyard, an in-ground pool. And I, like I said, am a little slow to get into the water. My little brother, not at all. He would just jump in. Just jump in. Every single time. And I think, I I realized this at a relatively young age, was there was a diving board. And I remember being on the diving board, being like, I could jump in. But there's a real finality to me. The second I'm off this diving board, I can't go back. And that was what went through my head as as I was- As a child? As a child on the diving board, it was like- I metaphorically and literally have to jump in and I can't go back. You had to decide the kind of man you were going to be. Yeah, exactly. At such a young age. I would just stand on the edge of the diving board singing uh, Go the Distance from Hercules. Okay. <laughs> just trying to figure out yes. if by the end of the song I would have an answer to my query. Yes, you've often dreamed of a far off place. This is true. Um, Josh, are you a beach guy or a pool guy? If you had to pick. So... I think it. De- I think my answer is yes. I like both. I like both, but it depends on the scenario in which I am going to these places. Okay. And what type of pool or beach we are at. Right now, both both are good. <laughs> yeah, right now both are good. No, no, no. Like that's the situation we're going right now. Both, both are, are fine. Good. Both yeah. are the ideal scenario. Yeah. I think I'm beach. Okay. I think I'm beach and I'm saltwater beach. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, because we live in Chicago, which has a lake, which is like a very large bathtub. Okay. We're going to put a pin in this and and talk about this in a little bit. Yes. Yes. But there's something with (sighs) the like, (laughs) there's something about the, I would so much rather be kind of salty and tired from being out in the sun at the beach than chlorine-y. Okay. If that makes sense. It does make sense. It's the wrong answer, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a, you're a pool gal? I am. Um, I This is going to gross you out, and I can see the tiny prints in your eyes going, uh-oh. Uh-huh. I am a public pool gal. Uh-huh. And I realize they're absolutely vile. Um, but I like, I grew up like a, two blocks away from our like public pool and uh-huh. I was there all the time. And I would be lying if I said that like my, uh, my friends and I will go to the Chicago one. There's a bunch of them in Chicago. I have a former coworker who on, what is it? It's like June 1st or Memorial yeah. Day or something like that. They all open up and she was like, it's a holiday. Yeah. It's the best. I, now, look, Ooh, let me no. tell you the rules Ooh. of a Chicago public pool. Okay. Uh, number one, you you really got to not think about germs. Number two, no ketchup. <laughs> no ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Rom is the lifeguard now. <laughs> yeah, you, you go from mayor, you have to be the lifeguard of all the pools. Um, The lifeguards take their job so seriously, and I earnestly love that very, very much. There were some neighborhood pools in the town that I grew up in. Yeah. So they were, I guess they were public or at least they were like a neighborhood association would pay for them or something okay. like that. I also grew up in the suburbs. So it wasn't like there was a, uh, you know, like being in a big city where there's public pools and things like right. that. And I think access to pools in the summer is really wonderful. I just, it's like sharing bathwater with someone. It's I don't chlorine. Know. I, know there's, I know there's chlorine. I know there's chlorine. It's just like, Maybe I was just spoiled because we had a pool in our backyard growing up. And this makes me sound fancier than... And I know this is kind of the persona that we put out on this podcast that I am a fancy boy. Yeah. It was one of these situations. So when we moved into this house, my parents bought this house when I was going into maybe second grade, something like that. So I was that age and my brother's three years younger than me. And there is a... The pool is surrounded by kind of like gravel, like Mm -hmm. rocks. And then there is a rock wall around that. And my mom has told me that when we looked at the house, everything was really great. And then she was like, but 
here are all the different ways that my children could die. They yeah. could drown in the pool. They could fall on the rocks. They could fall off the rock wall. So many different death by situations. I feel like that is all being a parent is. Yeah. Is assessing the situation for how it could kill your child. Yeah. It's like you That's your. You walk into a scenario and it's like the Rain Man situation. And it zooms in. You see the calculations going across the face. Like how many different ways can my child die? <laughs> and so she was like, we will look. If it's too dangerous, we'll fill it in. We'll have a backyard. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then we moved in, I think, in August. And it was one of the hottest summers of the entire year. And that house does not have air conditioning. So my mom was like, this pool is the greatest thing that we've ever <laughs> done for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I was just maybe spoiled by the fact that we had a pool. Yeah, then you didn't have to Grow- go. Didn't have to go to a public pool. And like, I didn't have to share. Yeah. I, uh, so listeners know I lived in Anchorage till I was like nine or 10. Uh, and there is, I mean, there's no public pools. Sure. Not that we went to at least. So then we moved to Minnesota and I didn't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was very important to my dad, especially that like I knew how to swim. Yeah. Also like just from a survival skill yeah, scenario. Yeah. So I was, you know, 10 years old enrolled in swimming level one. At the pool. Hell with yeah. With literal three-year-olds mm-hmm. jumping in to like the noodles. And like I remember half the exercises would be like you'd have to jump into the water to the lifeguard. And it would be like tiny child, tiny child, tiny child, full grown. Ten-year-old like, Paula. Ten-year-old Paula. <laughs> um, but then I, I did learn to swim. Thank you. Passed all the swimming classes. Thank you. I see you're applauding. Mm-hmm. I did fail junior lifeguard training. Oh, but no. That's all right. We all made it through. Um, what did you, what did, how did you fail? Couldn't, did, couldn't, couldn't lift a guy up. Oh, God. A it. guy like sits on the bottom of the pool and he'd lift him up and I just gave up and <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole ordeal. Um, but like I remember spending so many hours, so many hours of like middle school through probably like all definitely all through middle school, maybe even like ninth grade. And you would sit at the pool and there would play, they would play like the top 40 radio, which mm-hmm. always felt so glamorous. Cause like, I don't have siblings. Like you didn't get to listen to that with your parents. Yeah. Now so that's what I call like, music. Yeah. Like it's just like these cool songs. I remember, uh, I mean, whatever summer it was, it was the summer of Hoobastank, like that Hoobastank song. Oh yeah. Or maybe it's a band that I'm thinking is Hoobastank, but it was a band with a real Hoobastank vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you would have your like a Hoobastank stank. Yeah. <laughs> then you'd have your change, and there would be the little concession booth, and you'd have to like figure out what you had enough change for. Uh huh. Uh, and then I turned into the guy from Rain Man, <laughs> looking at all the options, being like, I have 72 cents. <laughs> yeah. What can I get? What can I get? <laughs> so there's a phenomenon that happens at beaches and pools in the summer that makes sense to me for the beach, but not for the pool. Okay. Which is the shower as a part of it, too. So the beach, I totally get like, you're at the beach. You get sandy, you get muddy, you get gross, sure. you get salty. You need to take a shower afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I guess I could even understand the, I went to the beach, or I went to the pool, rather, and I need to wash off the chlorine. What I never understood was the, you need to get in the showers before you can go into the pool they're, situation. They're demanding about yeah. that. Not at uh, no, I guess they kind of are at the at the Chicago public pools, but like a lot of them are. I mean, somebody t- sometimes is there. Yeah, like there's a gatekeeper. Yeah, like when you would want to go on a roller coaster, you're like you're not tall enough to go on this ride. Like, yeah, you're not wet enough to get into this well, pool. That does worry <laughs> or clean me. Clean enough to and get like, into this pool. <laughs> does that mean they're using like the discount chlorine? Like they're like it cannot kill all the germs. So, <laughs> well, I imagine that there's a certain amount of like. They assume people are dirty, which is probably a good thing to assume. Oh, you have just a hundred just children who are at the snack booth covered in sugar. Oh, yeah. Covered in sweat. Like just 85% uh, SpongeBob Freezy Pop. Ugh, I have just convinced myself to never go to the public pool that I love again. Oh, no. Just kidding. But this does beg the question of when you are at the beach. What are the tactical things you can do to not get sandy? If anything. Mm. See, for me, I love the sand. I say, bring it back. I, you can actually see, if you look around this room, 
I collect it, and I'm turning this into little beach room. Oh, okay. This is firing a memory for me from that? freshman year of college, where, and I think maybe this happens at every college, but one of the fraternities was throwing a party, and it was beach-themed, and they decided that a cool thing to do for this beach-themed party was to cover the floor in sand. Oh, send them to jail. Yeah. No, horrible idea. I can see it like being pitched and meeting people like, oh, yeah, we're going above and beyond. But no, everyone's sweaty. Everyone's dropping drinks on the floor. It's just mud. You're just getting muddy and gross on the floor. In sand? Now, I've never bought enough sand to cover the floor. Because as I mentioned, obviously looking around, my floor is covered in sand, but I steal it piece by piece. Um, grain by grain. Grain by grain. It's actually a very high-end collection of different beaches. It's all mixed And together. I can identify every grain. Um, but I cannot imagine that that much sand is cheap. No, it's got to be. It's got to be pretty expensive. How much? You, how much you think a bag of sand goes for? <laughs> Let's talk sand price. This is our new segment. Sand price. <laughs> yeah, we're Paul and I dig into the economy. <laughs> All right, you tell me what you think a bag of sand costs. Well, first and foremost, I don't don't care. I'm curious. First and foremost, I don't think you can buy a bag of sand less than 10 pounds is my guess. Yes. Okay, well, this one uh, is Lowe's.com is telling me this is a 50-pound bag. A 50-pound bag. Five-zero. Five-zero pound. You tell me what you think a, it's quick read, 50 pounds of play sand. Ideal for building and molding, screened, washed, and dried. Great. How much do you think that's going for? 50 pounds of Mm -hmm. sand. Are we playing prices right rules? We're playing prices right rules. I'm going to say $86.50. $86.50? Josh, it is $3.15. Are you kidding for 50 pounds of sand? 50 pound bag of sand is okay. I'm ordering 12. I'm ordering, no, I can't. I'm ordering four and I'm getting them sent to your house. Continues. There we go. But Paula, it's, keep it's, us updated. I'll let this you know is how now, I get... this this segment. Oh, twelve dollars and sixty cents for two hundred pounds of sand that's going to arrive at your house. Oh, I'm excited about this. Why are we not using more sand? Sand should be currency. Yeah, right. Sand should be money. This is our thing. Um, Josh, you know what we haven't touched on yet? What you and I kind of met at a beach. This is true. We didn't even think about this. Yeah, we didn't think about this. And here we are, full circle. Do we want to talk about this? We can talk about it. Yeah, we... Uh... If it's not interesting, I'll cut it the heck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paula and I both do improvisational oh. comedy. Oh, does that shock you? But... I've been pretending to sit in the chair the whole time. <laughs> wow, your leg strength is very good. <laughs> This podcast has never even been sent out on the airwaves. Yeah, right. It's improv. (laughs) Um, And so I did a class with a bunch of our mutual friends, and I didn't really know Paula, but a bunch of those people who were in the class, we got a beach house in the Indiana Dunes for the weekend to go spend some time together. And then a number of those people dropped (laughs) out of the ability, couldn't go for that weekend. And so Paula was a sub in to come on that trip. Thank you so much. Now look. You're, there's two kinds of people in this world. There's either first choice for the lake house or backup lake house. And, the, and, and there's I think, two types of people in this world. Those who say no and those who say yes and. Oh, and you're the one that. who said yes and. Look at that. And so Paula came on this trip and for some reason, like half the people on this trip didn't go to the beach, even though it's the whole point. Like we picked a lake ho- a house because it was going to be near the lake yeah. and near the beach and only like five of us went to the beach if i'm yeah. remembering correctly and so paula and i went to the beach and started chatting and then just talked about our past relationships and got very vulnerable As and one all, does. on a, the first time you talk to someone <laughs> when you ask probing questions about someone's life history and then we became friends <laughs> okay but what if we had because what if, because I remember there was like a thing where like either we didn't get in the water or we're the only people to get in the water. So we were forced into conversation. What if first time we just launched into an episode of Being Earnest? Honestly, most of the stories we talked about I've told on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of did. So Josh, we promised, we promised we'd get back into this and I think it's time. Um, 
The question is, does Chicago have a beach slash can a beach be a lake? Or does a beach have to be an ocean? Now, keep in mind before you answer, and I see that little face where you're like, I have the, you have an answer. Um, there is a correct answer, and I think it's the one opposite of what you're going to say. So first. And I'm going to get I don't mad. Think I'm going to scream. Beach, I don't think a beach can be a lake or an ocean. <laughs> I think a beach is separate from the lake or the ocean. You ex- know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I'm being pedantic. Um, but no, yeah, I don't think that Chicago has a beach. <sighs> I think a beach is only in a saltwater scenario. You can have land that abuts a freshwater lake, pond, whatever it might be. And I'm not saying that Lake Michigan isn't a, a majestic body of water. It is. It takes half an hour to fly over, so it's really big, and it's it's an interesting place to go. But I don't think it's a beach because I also think they're man-made beaches. I think they shipped in that sand, which makes it fake and phony. What if I took my cup of coffee and I just lunged it against the wall right now? <laughs> it's um, your house. You can do whatever you want. No, no, no. The sand is real. Um, sand, sand was there. Sand was born there when Chicago was born. I don't think that's true. Yes, that's one of the stars in the Chicago flag. <laughs> I mean, there's sand. You know what? There's sand up and down Lake Michigan. So does that mean that they brought in sand to every single one of those places? Josh is looking it up. The first city of Chicago public beach opened in Lincoln Park in 1895. Beach. Today, the entire 28 miles of Chicago lakefront shoreline is man-made and primarily uses parkland. It's completely man-made. I don't think you can, and I'm going to look this up, but I don't think you can have a beach without salt. I don't know, but think about like, uh, like Michigan and stuff. All right, I'm I'm wrong here. You can have you can oh, have that's beaches. That's my ringtone now. Is Josh saying I'm wrong here? <laughs> I'm gonna need to cool off for a little bit, so maybe let's go to a segment. Josh is gonna go take a walk around the neighborhood. Paula, we're back, and I have some bad news. Oh, great! I've called the police on you again. I don't like being wrong. If I had a nickel for every time you called the cops on me. Oh, here they are. It's action acting. (laughs) They came all the way here? They came all the way here. It's the only jurisdiction that I have. I've called in a favor. Yeah. Action acting is a segment where Paula and I read the police log from my hometown, Acton, Massachusetts, because it's just so dang earnest. The things that happen in Acton are as follows. Things like... A male party causing a disturbance was reported on Hosmer Street. Hosmer Street. Everyone denied everything. (laughs) The party would leave in about 20 minutes. I was going to say, everyone denied everything could be the tagline of all of my high school parties. But then I remembered that I spent my high school parties drinking sparkling apple cider. (laughs) Some Martinelli's. And playing a lot of, like, board games. <laughs> so it'd be more like, it wouldn't be like the parents. It'd be like other kids at school being like, did you rage this weekend? And me being like, yeah. <laughs> did you guys play board games? No. <laughs> I just love the idea of the, the level of police work that goes into everyone denied everything. <laughs> okay, but that also means... It's possible that we have a party cop situation on our hands. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Officer party cop. Dun dun party cop unit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So are they looking to, do you think party cops would be looking to bust parties or do you think that party cops? They're looking to find parties. (laughs) Is this a choice party or not? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's it's not a search and destroy mission. It's a search mission, a search and party mission. Bam, bam, bam. You got 50 people in there and no keg. (laughs) I got you, bud. (laughs) Honestly, that's the kind of police work I'm looking Uh for in our country at this point. I feel like it would be a lot more healthy if that was how the police worked. (laughs) Just like aggressively, though, like, hey, what kind of party is this if you don't have a bowl of chips? Hey, I got a better playlist than what you're playing. Let me spin some tunes. (laughs) Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? (laughs) 
<laughs> just that on repeat. I have a couple I, other tasty nuggets for us here from uh, yes, from the yes, action yum, yum, acting yum. police log. I'd like to just give a couple of highlights from the past couple of weeks. I'm just going to rapid fire a couple here. Cool. And I'll, I'll rapid fire react. One is um, more of a PSA for everyone listening. I just want to get the word out okay. here. At 6.31 p.m., a party reported she withdrew $700 from the bank and misplaced the money. She stated she, re- Same. <laughs> she retraced her steps and checked the bank and Kmart with no luck. If found, the money should be in a white envelope. So, Man, listeners. Can you imagine the feeling of realizing you lost $700? God, I lost my, my, I almost lost my AirPod chargers as we talked about. Yeah. And that was like, what, $100? $700 in a crisp white envelope. Oh, that gives me chills to even think about. Also, why would you walk around with $700? A, and B, why would you walk around and then go to a Kmart with $700? Maybe it was for something she was getting at Kmart. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe there was All a right. sale. Did you see that? I'm a detective. Oh yeah. I just put those pieces together. Yeah. I almost cried this week because I lost a. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new segment within a segment. It's why I cried. I almost cried this week because I lost a hoop earring that I liked. Uh huh. I cannot imagine my reaction if I even thought I lost seven hundred dollars. Well, if anyone here listening to the pod, any of our Ernie's and Berts, see a white envelope with seven hundred dollars in it, dibs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You heard it here first. Uh, that was actually us who reported it, and it's actually ours now. I also have a interesting story here about uh, some turtles. Oh, thank in God. the area. Thank God. Action Acton is slowly becoming also a uh, a wildlife watch <laughs> for the town of Acton. Um, on Sunday at eleven seventeen a.m., a large snapping turtle was reported on the roadway on Newtown Road. Jesus. The turtle was moved. Tuesday at 11.59 a.m., so oh, about God. two days later. Is that turtle back? A large turtle <gasps> crossing the road was reported on Elm Street. Oh, that turtle made tracks. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what... how close those streets are to each other, but. I'm glad you asked. This is the research I did coming into and this episode. Josh's segment within a segment, where streets are. <laughs> In Acton, Massachusetts. <laughs> Josh does math about Acton. <laughs> so, Newtown Road and Elm Street are almost across Acton from each other. So so that turtle really made tracks. Yeah. So I looked on Google Maps and I don't know where on these roads they were. And Newtown Road is somewhat of a long road. Elm Street's pretty quick. It's a pretty small distance. Um, And they are two miles away from each other, which in my head is crazy pants. That they are only two miles away from each other because growing up in this small town, I was like, that's across town, but it's just two miles. Um, <laughs> can make that walk in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's like a 40 minute walk. Uh, so for those two miles, I wanted to see what the land speed of a snapping turtle was. So okay, I did a little bit of digging. Thank you for doing this math. I went on a website called Wikipedia. It didn't tell me. <laughs> Howfastturtlewalk.com. <laughs> yeah. No, there is legitimately a website that's like... Turtle facts that uh-huh. I went on that had all this information. So the top speed of a snapping turtle is 2.4 miles per hour. Okay, honestly, that's pretty fast. Yeah, right? Considering an adult human probably walks, what, a mile in like 20 minutes? Yeah, something like that. A snapping turtle walks as fast as us. Yeah. I was... Okay, that's also terrifying to think of. <laughs> right? So it's a top speed. But if this turtle wanted to sprint it could make it in under an hour between these two places and snapping turtles are mean as hell yeah you do not want a snapping turtle that is the same speed as humans i know they're terrifying i mean i think i think that there's a lot of things that are going to eventually destroy the human race sure um technology you know our own minds Mm -hmm. asteroid i think the most likely is snapping turtles oh for sure for sure i actually have another update here that Seems tangential, but we're detectives here, and I think we've just cracked the case. Okay, a snapping turtle is now mysteriously mayor. <laughs> so uh, at two ten p.m., the principal reported alcohol found at the school on Elm Street. Oh my god! So I was I came into this recording session not connecting the dots, being like, "Ha ha ha!" Kindergartners were drinking at Douglas Elementary, but it was on Elm Street. What if this turtle is boozing? <laughs> Cruising and boozing. 
And then left a, a thing of Hennessy. This is a this is a scourge to this town. The snapping turtles love the taste of alcohol. The snapping turtles being like, shit, where did I leave that bottle? You're right, exactly. <laughs> Another one here for you. Ba-ba-ba-bow. So Thursday at 10.14 p.m. Okay. An inbound train reported a large group of people fighting on the train on Central Street. On the train? On the train. A fight does on the train. Does it say inside or is it uh, like Indiana Jones style on top of the train? It does not say I assume on top of the train. I'm assuming on top of the train. I'm assuming it's like an action movie. Yeah, it's an it's action going. Yeah, exactly. There's an overpass that they have to both be like, oh no. And they, <laughs> they both lie done. Is it, uh, what's that movie? James Blunt? James Blunt? John Wick. You're, did you just mix up James Blunt and James <laughs> Bond? Oh yeah, James Bond's. Famous catchphrase, <laughs> you're beautiful. <laughs> anyway, Transit PD was 30 to 45 minutes away. So Acton PD had to take it over. A female party was put under protective custody for, quote, being belligerent and wanting to fight people. <laughs> okay, that's my new Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> being belligerent and wanting to fight people. Yes. So it's the most Boston... Thing being like, probably being like, what'd you say about the socks? What'd you say about Tom Brady? He's the greatest ever. You want to put fists up? I'll, I'll... Park the car in Harvard Yard. Yeah, was that good? Yeah, it was great. Thank you. All right, Josh, here's the hot beach take for you. Okay, I'm ready. A lot of beach activities suck. Agreed. Agreed. Like, the following activities are acceptable and actually fun at the beach. Hit me. All right. Gossiping with your friends on the blanket. Great. Gossiping with your friends in the water. Uh Uh-huh. Closing your eyes. Uh Uh-huh. Then opening them to gossip with your friends some more. Yeah, sure. End a list. Can I add napping? Um, yes, but then I will have to make fun of you. (laughs) Why? It's like the guy who's napping. That's true. (laughs) You got me there. Yeah, a lot of... Oh, cla- look, everyone, it's nap guy. <laughs> and then there's, like, sports ball activities that you can do, like that weird slam ball thing you can do, or beach volleyball, or things like that, mm-hmm. which are, like, an uncanny valley, a little bit of, like, I'm realizing how unathletic I am in that moment, but I want to have fun with my friends. Yeah. I guess what I mean is, like, I think that things that um they do in, like, beach montages, like... Making a sandcastle or burying somebody in the sand or eating sand, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> a lot of that stuff, I think, uh, seems like a really good idea. And then you start to do it and you're like, wait, this this actually sucks. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of being buried in the sand because it's just <laughs> practice for being buried alive. Oh, that is my biggest fear. Yeah, no, it's really gross. It's really terrifying. Yeah, and like even in a best case scenario where you're like you break free and you're like, oh god, I made it. Even in that scenario, um, you're still covered in mud and I, sand. You're having, freaking out right I'm now. I'm having a visceral reaction, picturing like the feeling of being completely buried in sand where you can't move. Well, we're really just pressing all the buttons here our last episode we talked about spiders and in this one we're talking about buried alive all of paula's fears very claustrophobic um yeah that seems like a burying somebody in the sand actually seems like a mean prank yeah right not like a fun activity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it feels like something you do if someone fell asleep on the beach and be like oh i know what we're gonna do to david yeah it's mm-hmm. like when somebody falls asleep first at a sleepover and you put their hand in hot water is that, I've never really understood that. Is that because you pee yourself? It makes you pee yourself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, we didn't do that because we were nice girls, but I saw it in movies. Yeah. We we stuck to cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> we kept our mean things online. <laughs> uh, no, we were nice. Um, no, that seems scary. And I think building a sandcastle seems very fun. And it then you sucks. do it. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> you're like, this is going to be so cute. We're actually going to go build a sandcastle. And then you do it for two minutes. And you're like, I am so sick of this sandcastle. It's like every time I start a puzzle. And it's like, this is going to be so fun. And then I'm like, I am so sick of this puzzle. Yeah. No, it's like, hey, let's do some manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> let's just decide to care. Let's, let's take this sand, which is heavy as is. <laughs> Let's put some water into it to make it heavier. And then let's sculpt something that looks like a 
bad version of <laughs> what you had in your mind. It's like the equivalent of like when you're baking or you're cooking and you're following the like very cute smitten kitchen recipe or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like, like the that food 400 network. word description beforehand. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And then you make your version and you take a picture of it and you're like, this is janky AF. Yeah. And, and like- as you're doing it, you're like, this is actually going to look exactly like it. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's how I feel about sandcastles every time. Yeah. And it only, not the keep, I think... I'm realizing about myself right now that I, as a child, I had a lot of very existential thoughts <laughs> at the uh, near bodies of water. Um, I'm just picturing tiny Josh just standing at the edge of a dock, looking out and thinking about his own mortality. Well, well actually, you know what I mean? Because like, no matter how well you build a sandcastle, it's going to get knocked down. Yeah. 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 Wow. I did, when I was a very small child, we lived in Los Angeles and my... My mom said that we would get, there was like an invisible line that if I crossed it near the water, I would just scream. I wanted to go nowhere near the water at all. So yeah, maybe I was just a tiny little philosopher. Tiny, tiny little philosopher, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, thinking about grains of sand and all the drops in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) But we are just a drop. Meanwhile, I'm at a public pool being like, who was saying slaps? (laughs) (laughs) We can't talk about beaches without talking about the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, car, 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 my girlfriend's a surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit my improv team does, but I'll leave it. (laughs) That's all their songs. Um, I love the Beach Boys. I love them. Mm -hmm. They're fine. They're good. (laughs) They're not fine. They're great. Okay, so I cannot believe we have not talked about this yet. I need to confess something to you. I need to confess something to everybody listening. Well, speak your piece. In in sixth, fifth or sixth grade, I went through a phase in rural Minnesota mm-hmm. where I thought I was surfer girl. Okay. And I wore a lot of surf-related clothing. Well, I guess I wouldn't have been fifth or sixth grade because fifth or sixth grade was hardcore Harry Potter years for me. Sure. So I would say probably like a seventh grade. So let's just plot this on a timeline. Yeah. So I have, I've definitely uh, lived my life in phases. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, everyone thinks of their life in, I like thinking about time mm-hmm. as a construct of some other thing that you're into. So yeah. like for me, it's the music I was into at any given time is how I plot time. Like the artists that I was obsessed with. Yeah. Sounds like for you, it was the... I don't want to say obsessive, but like oh, obsessive, obsessive yeah. uh, outfits that yes. you would wear at different points in your life. Yes. Yeah, so I would say uh, fifth, sixth grade, hardcore Harry Potter, seventh, eighth grade. It's fan fiction. It's hardcore Harry <laughs> Potter. Hardcore Harry Potter. XXX. Uh, seventh, eighth grade, uh, surfer girl. We'll get into the details. Mm-hmm. Ninth, tenth grade, uh, thought I was as thought I was on SNL. <laughs> Uh huh. What does that look like? I wore a lot of ironic T-shirts with blazers. <laughs> Not a bit. I did. Uh, and then eleventh, twelfth grade, uh, really got into Zoe Deschanel. Really wore a lot of bangs with like tights and flats. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, so let's, let's go back to Surfer let's, Girl let's TM, a, TM. Let's take a little trip back. Uh, so I subscribed to Surf Girl magazine, mm-hmm. the coolest magazine the of all. The coolest magazine of all. Uh, I wore pretty much only themed clothing mm-hmm. um so a lot of uh like a lot of like american eagle sure or like you know whatever the equivalent you know whatever i could find oh pretty much surf related t-shirts you know those mm-hmm. kind that are like lol from hawaii i, don't know I was hoping example, we were going like, to talk about this because i love kitschy beach towns yes and i love beach shirts yes. and things like that you you at the, in the moment you're like this is dumb, but I'm going to buy this. And then you come home and you're like, I would never wear life. I would never beach. wear this. Like something like that. Um, no, but a lot of those kind of shirts, that's like probably not a real town. Yeah, totally. And then also a lot of Hawaiian shirts, uh, which I'm sure looked super sick as hell. Mm-hmm. Very cool to see a weird seventh grade girl wearing Hawaiian shirts. Sure. Um, but I also loved the Beach Boys and I lied to everybody. And I told them that my grandpa was friends with the Beach Boys. <laughs> It's really a perfect lie. <laughs> For it's it's perfect because who is gonna know your grandpa? Who's gonna meet your grandpa? And who's gonna fact check that? 
Well, I, I think also I it wasn't in my head being like, I'm going to lie. I was like, oh, at one point, my grandfather lived in California. So in my head, I was like, he probably knew them. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. You're, you're weaving a backstory for yourself that makes sense. Yes. Even the, that the- this man who already had like seven kids by the time the Beach Boys had their first song out. Yeah, right. <laughs> was just like chilling with these 17-year-old surfer boys. But also for me to be like, no, I'm not going to say he was a Beach Boy. Because mm-hmm. that's lying. That's too much. That's too much. That's That's my uncle... Yeah. Works at Nintendo. Yeah. Something like that. I'm just going to infer that my grandpa, I'm going it's to. It's why it's the perfect lie is because there's enough plausibility, but also enough deniability. It's far enough away from yeah. the actual truth. Yes. Not even truth. The like the target of your affection. Yes. And it wasn't I wasn't lying because like there was no confirming or denying. You were lying. Let's not have two ways about it. You were lying. I'm not going to let you off this that you well, weren't lying. Think- but it was just, it's not traceable or checkable. It's, I guess it, it really like- it is, but like the amount of effort you'd have to go into for anyone who is in, you know, like seventh and eighth grade with you to actually fact check your lie is too high. So I'm- you're going to get away from it. I was like name dropping a celebrity that nobody could care less about. Right. It, it no would- one's been like, I thought Paula was a nerd, but. Her grandpa knew the Beach Boys. Yeah, her grandpa was <laughs> best friends with Brian Wilson. <laughs> no, I never inferred he was best friends with them. Yeah, <laughs> or I never of- said the name Brian Wilson. Just said <laughs> the Beach Boys. He was like, oh, well, because then technically, I guess you have plausible deniability here. I was like, oh, no, not the the Beach Boys. <laughs> he had a group of friends call- that they called themselves the Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boy. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Can we make off-brand, like, kitschy tank tops that just say... The Beach Boy. <laughs> In that kind of Beach Boys font. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also should note that uh, I signed my name on legal documents. Okay. By that, I mean, you know, you're, you're filling out library cards or whatever. You're <laughs> that age. Um, it is surprisingly hard to get a library card. You need a lot of identification. You need a lot. So P-A-U, and then above the U, I would draw little sunglasses. <laughs> L and then I'd turn the L into a palm tree. <laughs> a. I'm sorry, can you give me that one more time, Paula? Yes, yes, yes. P-A-U sunglass man. L palm tree. A. I will I will draw Pewter. this. Let me here, let me <laughs> I would here. read that pouta. Let me draw this for you. Here, I just drew it and I'm passing it to Josh. And uh I'll I'll post a copy of this on our social media. All right, I have a couple of <laughs> I have a couple of quick reactions to this, Paula. Sure. Amazing, incredible, perfect. <laughs> All of those. And I did not realize that Surfer Girl TMTM also had a logo <laughs> <laughs> and a and a word mark that went with it. So this is brilliant. This is Unbelievable. Um, I do want to, for the listeners at home, and you'll we'll post this like Paula said, um, I do want to say that the sunglasses do look like an umlaut. Well, I, th- I would draw them bigger. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Um, that was just a quick off the cuff. Sure. Sure. And that's how I signed my name on. Le- everything. Ev- like your homework everything. assignments. And yes. Your- I remember there was something that I had to sign that was like real. I don't remember what it was. Maybe like a check or something. I had to sign something. And I remember my dad sitting me down being like, you gotta just write the name. <laughs> <laughs> See, I went through a phase where I said I was going to sign my name on all of my homework assignments and my eighth grade teacher sat me down and was like, Josh, you can't do that. That's <laughs> dumb. Save it for You're other like, situations. I'm doing the autographs. But the other point I was going to say is when this podcast gets really big and we have to sign autographs, Paula, you realize this is the only way you're allowed to sign an autograph, right? Can you imagine? First off, can you imagine anyone being like, wow, they host a podcast. Let me get their autograph. Secondly, wow, look how cool and chill these teens are. I'm going to start signing my name like that on all legal documents, all my leases. So my friends and I have a theory that everyone in the world has a dream tank, like a tank top. Okay, I was picturing like a military tank. No, 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 like a beach tank. Yeah. 
that, like Harry Potter, it finds you. Okay. You don't find it. Okay. What's yours? Um, at the time when I found my dream tank, I was incredibly scrawny. I had, was not really working out at okay. all. And now I have rippling muscles. Yeah. Now you've broken several chairs. And several shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of you just ripping through my shirts. You keep coming over to record. You go, can I borrow a shirt? And then I say, are you going to rip this one with your muscles? And you say, no. And then I give it to you and you just immediately do it on <laughs> yeah. purpose. So it's uh, it was pink. Okay. And it had a picture of a scrawny little boy flexing. Okay. And it just said, chick magnet. Yeah. And that was my dream tank. But everyone has a dream tank somewhere out there. Okay. Okay. And like a Harry Potter wand, it finds you. What do you think your dream tank would be, Paula? I guess it would be a, a patented being earnest TM, TM, TM <laughs> tank. But I don't want us to have anything to do with it. I want to find it at like Target. Yeah, I want it to be, I want it to be an off brand. Like we do have <laughs> tank tops that we've bought. It says that like we make being, bean, like B E A N. Yeah, like, being earnest. And we're like, is that? What? So this wouldn't be a being earnest episode if we didn't talk about food. No, no, no. Yeah, it's our specialty. So, Paula, what are the beach snacks that you're bringing? Okay, um, I love to be as irresponsible as possible. Sure. I'm bringing snacks that everyone is like, I don't feel like she should have brought that. Okay. Um, so love to bring, uh, love to bring a dip. Okay, so it gets real warm. <laughs> yes, I love to bring a warm dip. Um, last, when we went to the beach, I infamously got croissants. <laughs> <laughs> Things that'll just melt and be sticky I and gross. I don't plan well. I'm just kind of like, well, what sounds good to me? <laughs> <laughs> In this one moment. Croissants not... and dip. <laughs> like a, a classic like combo. A large coffee. Yeah. How about you? See, I... When I go to the beach, I want to be a salty sea boy. There he goes. I just want salt. Salted cod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bring a brandad. <laughs> no, I I am all about, like, fries at the beach. Oh, yeah. You know, like the double fried fries. Uh-huh. I want a burger at the beach. Yeah. I want a hot dog. Oh, I can always do a hot dog at the I want, beach. like, a, I want the janky shack yeah. that you can go to on the beach to be able to just, like, pay 10 more dollars than you should have for a floppy gross rubbery burger but i want that burger in my body yes 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 um josh this leads me to kind of a question that's been on the tip of my lips the tip of my tongue dying to ask sure do you think seagulls would taste good if (laughs) if if i harpooned a seagull (laughs) and i put it on a little grill do you think it would taste good There's a correct answer. I think it might it might be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it might be good. I think it might be good. Because I, I think you're not expecting a seagull to taste good. Yeah. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I would be a little bit worried about like how mangy they are. Oh, you know what yes, I mean? They only eat trash. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that ah. way. <laughs> but, you know, other birds taste good too. Like quail. And like little mini birds. <laughs> I cannot believe that is the most. Well, I wasn't going to say like turkey or chicken because like, like, duh. Duck. Duck. You know, yeah. pheasant. Pheasant. You know, things like that. Squab. Oh, I haven't eaten my pheasant this morning. <laughs> I didn't bring my pheasant to the beach. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I think they, I, here's my thinking. Seagulls eat anything, right? Yeah. But a percentage of what they eat is what we eat. And they keep stealing shit. They like chips. They like hot dogs. There's that picture that was going around the internet about a month ago of someone catching someone eating a a, a seagull, eating a $20 lobster roll that they had ordered in Maine. (laughs) Like, if it's eating that lobster roll, and then I eat that seagull. Yeah, maybe they're... Maybe maybe I ate a $20 lobster roll. Yeah. You are what you eat. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Paula? How would you season a seagull? How would I season a seagull? Well, you know, I think it, I think probably like a chicken. And I think we would all kind of be like, oh, this is going to be so bad. And then we take a bite and we'd be like, but it's not bad. Yeah, not It's bad. fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe grilled. Maybe yeah, some grilled seagull. Exactly. You put some rosemary, some thyme. Maybe yeah. you put a little bit of Dijon. You marinate it in that for a little bit. Yeah. You throw it, you, uh, you throw it on the grill. You make sure that you, you spatchcock the... <laughs> The seagull, but, get it cooking evenly on a on a 
two fire grill where you've got an off and an on. But what if you don't like what if seagull must be prepared in a like very different way? Like oh, it's like yeah, it's like sure. you gotta boil a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like those uh, blowfish. Yeah. Where it's only the it's really poisonous unless the the greatest masters yes. are cooking them. It's like oh no, you can't have a seagull gotta, wing. You gotta put a ton of salt in a pot and boil that seagull. <laughs> You're really into boiling this. <laughs> Anything that's not a vegetable, boiling it sounds Boil. gross. <laughs> like, let me boil this beef. Uh, boiled beef. Josh, do you want to come over for dinner tonight? I made a boiled seagull. <laughs> that's great because I have a, a raccoon tapenade <laughs> that I made to put with it. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Um... As always, we're going to end with our favorite segment. Earnest Moment of the Week. Imatwa. Imatwa. One of our beautiful listeners slid into our DMs. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Ryan Burkett. He's a wonderful human being. Also, listen to his podcast, the Music Video Podcast. It's really great. It's really fun. Um, He does that. Very fun podcast. He and Chris Coffin do that. He told us that this week, when Ryan was in a rideshare, his Lyft driver took a call on speaker from someone listed as, quote unquote, my love on his phone. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. When he answered, she yelled, mi amor. And then Aww. he quickly picked up so they would, that Ryan wouldn't hear the rest. Oh, they're in love. They're in love. Oh, that's so precious. It's modern love in a rideshare. If you have an earnest moment of the week and you want to hit us up, you can slide into our DMs. Ryan Ooh. slid into our DMs at 12.56 a.m. So yeah. usually we up. Oh, that makes me so happy because that means this probably happened. And then he was like, went immediately to us. Yeah. Yay, I love that. You can reach us at beingearnestpod on all social media or beingearnestpod at gmail.com. Yes, we want to see it all. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. We want to give a huge thank you to Ryan Cruz, who designed our beautiful logo. She's on Instagram at RB Cruiser. And of course, to Dylan Dutch, who did our wonderful music uh, and theme song. And you can follow him on Twitter at, at Dylan Dutch. And if you like this, please tell a friend. Yes. Please write a review or yes. do a rating on Apple Podcasts. Yes. We ain't too proud to beg. We'll beg away. We will beg, and we're probably harassing you about this because uh, we care about it. Yes. Um, so I think that's going to do it. And remember, whenever anything goes bad in this next week, everyone denied everything. Everyone denied everything. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.